You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Audio Podcast. As we are doing our Vision Sunday, I wanted to be able to present this to our whole church family. And we are one congregation that meets on three different campuses, three different locations. So they're joining in with us today as we're walking through not only what God has done, but what we're really excited about being the future as to what we believe God has in store for us in 2017. Let me begin, though, with a story. There's a great story of a family who decided they needed to find a church so that their son could grow up with some foundation of faith. Her son was seven years old. He had never been to church before, and so they thought we should, we should at least give him that in his, in his life so he has that foundation. And so they went online, did a search for different churches, and identified the church that they thought they could go to that they might like. So they show up at church. They ask some questions. They get their son to a Sunday school class. They go into worship after church. They go to lunch. They're sitting there at lunch, and the mom and dad interacting with the seven-year-old boy says, son, what, is, what was Sunday school class about? He says, well, it was about Moses. And they said, well, that's good. Can you tell us more? I mean, they were kind of digging a little. Can you tell us what did the teacher have to say about Moses? And he says, well, the story was about Moses who led the slaves out of bondage, out of a place called Egypt. And they came to the Red Sea and they got in trouble. They were, in, they, they were attacked by another army. Their adversaries was coming after them. And says, this dude Moses, said so he's pretty wild, says he brought out the bazookas, the tanks, the big guns, and said the slaves and Moses, like they, over, they overthrew their enemies. The parent says, really? Is that what the teacher taught about? And the son says, no, but if I told you what he said, you really wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Well, this morning I have the privilege of telling a God story that is so amazing. The wonder of God's grace to this church family. It's one of the stories like, wow, that story is so amazing. It's, it's hard to believe. And the faithfulness of God to our Grace Covenant family in this, in this past season. So what we're going to do this morning is celebrate some in relation to 2016. We're going to look forward to 2017. But before we do that, let me tell you the process. Because if you're somewhat new to Grace Covenant, I think the process is really important. That you understand how we got to where we're at today. It begins in the fall with our prayer summit. This fall, we took about 75 leaders away. And for two days, we repented, we worshipped, and we prayed. For two days, just seeking the heart of God. And then out of that, we capture what we call our God senses. And those God senses are then taken to our staff retreat where we begin to build strategy as best we can around what we believe God is saying. That then shapes our game plan for the year. Because I believe that the body of Christ, I believe the church should be strategic. But I also believe that our strategy should flow out of prayer. That's where we have to start. It doesn't flow out of man's wisdom. We have to begin with, God, what are you saying to us in this season. You see, I live with this conviction, and here's my conviction. If we seek the heart of God, we can know the will of God so that we can carry out the work of God. Really simple. Don't make it complicated, right? We want to seek the heart of God so we can know the will of God so that we can be busy about the work of God. And so this morning, we're going to talk about that strategy. In Proverbs 29:18, the scripture says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what God reveals, notice what the scripture says, they are most blessed. When are we most blessed? Not a trick question, it's still on the screen. When are we most blessed? (laughs) 
I'm not going to move on until we get this. So I don't mind asking the question a lot of times. When are we most blessed? When we attend to what God says. We're most blessed what? When, when we're doing what God directs us to do. It's there that we find the sweet spot. It's there that we find God's blessing in and for our lives. So what we, we want to, again, we want to be about what living out what God directs us to. And before we get into the vision for the coming year, we want to begin with Thanksgiving because I think that's always the place to start. And Psalms 100 verse 3 says this, Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. And then there's a great passage of Scripture, Psalm 96. Psalm 96, verses 2 through 4. It's on the screen. Why don't we read this together? All the campuses, join us as we read this. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. We want to give thanks to God. We want to, want to declare his great deeds. And then in 2 Corinthians, um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17, the Apostle Paul wrote these words. He says, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. In other words, Paul's saying, hey, if you're going to brag, don't brag on yourself. That feeds pride in your life. That's going to bring trouble in your life. He says, if you're going to brag, he says, if we're going to boast, hey, let's, let's boast in the Lord. Let's talk about what God is doing. So today, that's what we want to do. And as I, as I take this time, as I brag on God, I also want to take the opportunity to brag on you as a church family. Because this is what I, I understand. If great things are going to happen in the kingdom of God, not only do we need the working of God, but we also need the partnership of man. I've been doing pastoral ministry long enough, 27 years now, I've been doing pastoral ministry long enough to know that great things never happen unless somebody goes to work. Great things never happen unless someone's willing to give some money, roll up their sleeves, and go to work. God's doing great things, but we're partnering with Him in His work. See, where God can find individuals who are willing and available, it's there that He does great things. Where God can find individuals like yourself We're willing to say, God, here I am, use me. Here I am, God, do it through me. It's there that God does great things. So not only thanks be to God, but thanks be to you. Thanks for your financial partnership, your giving, your serving. Um, So many different ways you've been a part of what God is doing. So again, this is not, obviously we're bragging on God, but again, thanks to you for your service uh, here at Grace Covenant. With that, let's look at some celebrations from 2016. I'm just going to hit some highlights. I, I could camp out here all morning, and I don't have time to do that. But just some highlights as to what happened in this past year, the year we're coming out of. We'll start with our children's ministry. We have a phenomenal children's ministry. We have great children's pastors on all of our campuses, leading great teams, impacting the lives of children. And this is a big deal for us here at Grace Covenant. Matter of fact, we say it like this. Our children and our youth get our first and our best, hands down. So if we're having a conversation like the adults need a classroom and the children need a classroom, uh, we don't even have to have a conversation. We've, we've already made the decision. The kids get, what, our first and our best. So it's a huge investment for us. 
Well, this summer we had a preschool day camp. So get this, this is three through five-year-olds. We had 185 three through five-year-olds. We had 60 volunteers who were loving on the children. It had a phenomenal week of ministry as we were discipling children. And, and then from our preschool day camp, we jumped into our all-star sports camp, our VBS. We had over 800 different children here throughout the week. We had 250 volunteers. I'm talking about the church moving to action. 250 volunteers loving on ministering to all of these children. In the week, there was 116 kids who committed their lives to Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? Man, that's what it's all about. And then so exciting, our kids, we challenged the kids, kind of a little competition between the boys and the girls, which is always healthy. Um, We challenged them about an opportunity to provide a well for children in, in the country of Belize, where they don't have clean water. I mean, hard for us to imagine. But we talk with the kids about this opportunity. And our kids, get this, they raised $6,500. And today, in the country of Belize, there's this well provided by our children. Come on, get on board with me. Our children provided this well for these kids in this impoverished neighborhood. Is that not awesome? Now now they have fresh water coming out of the ground as a result of the ministry of our children. Also this year, we did some facility work, again, so we could better serve our children. We remodeled Adventure Point. So this is five-year-old through second grade. This is the new room that we just got finished for him. Does that not look exciting? It makes me want to leave you and go hang out with the kids. Now this is Adventure Point. And then we also remodeled our high school facility so we could better minister to our high school. This is the new hangout for the high school students. All of these rooms are upstairs so you could go up and check them out. But again, it's our ongoing commitment to ministering to rising generations. With the ministry to our children, we also have, and maybe you're not aware of this, we have an academy that happens here Monday through Friday. So our building is like you, seven days a week, literally seven days a week. But Monday through Friday, we have uh, an academy, pre-K through fifth grade. Today, we have 165 students who are being educated and discipled um, through the academy. In 2017, in the fall of the year, we're going into middle school. So we'll be starting sixth grade this year. If you like information on the school, you can go online. And to the Grace Covenant family, you have first priority until February the 20th. So if you have any interest, you could check that out. But great ministry happening through the academy. Not, not just education, but again, discipleship. And then we have also the... The ministry that we've been able to be a part of in our community this fall, um, we had our Thanksgiving baskets. We were able to bless 245 families uh, with a full Thanksgiving meal. We had uh, 135 volunteers here packing all of these meals. You gave dollars to make it happen. Um, but throughout the community, individuals enjoying a Thanksgiving meal because of your generosity. And then from Thanksgiving, we moved into Christmas Joyland, the Christmas season. We were blessed to serve 200, 200 families. Um, we had 215 volunteers that were here serving those 200 families. 
as we shared the joy of Christmas as they received gifts. There were nine individuals who received Christ as their Savior and the one-on-one presentation of the Gospel. And, and then you know, we sell the goods, you bring the goods, and then we sell those at 20% of the value. So families have dignity in the process. So we brought in $5,000, not that we would keep the $5,000. We were actually able to give the $5,000 away to the two crisis pregnancy centers on the East Lincoln side, on the other side of the lake, as well as the Lake Norman side. We gave $5,000 to support ministries here in our community. But that was the uh, Thanksgiving Christmas outreach. And, and then as well, this year, as, as we think about missions, as we think about going global, we had 60 individuals who were a part of a mission adventure this past year. We were in Lyon Fork, Kentucky, our ongoing work there with Miss Mary and the orphanage there in the hills of Kentucky. We had individuals in Atlanta. We had teams in Nicaragua, teams in Belize. We have missionaries we're supporting in Israel and um um, Myanmar, around the world, we're just doing great things for the sake of the kingdom, the building, building out of the kingdom. But our team that went to Nicaragua were a part of helping plant this church. We have now um, planted, built and planted, I think it's right at 18 churches in northern Nicaragua. But recently, you helped fund this tent. This tent stays in Nicaragua. It's part of a church planning concept as we're going into communities and helping build a crowd to start a church. But this year, we started a church in Dario. Um, this is this was a part of what the mission team was working with. Also in Nicaragua, you may not be aware of this, but on a monthly basis, we are the provider of an institute where men and women are being trained because one of the things we discovered was biblical illiteracy. Uh, They had pastors who were not trained, and they were challenges as a result of that. So we started an institute. Uh, They've graduated to date 66 students. Presently, they have 23 students enrolled in the institute that, again, you're supporting, you're funding every month. That's how the institute continues to happen. Uh, so great things in Belize and Nicaragua, the ongoing countries of partnership. Not only did we send out mission teams, but you may recall in April, right at Easter time, we asked you to help us um, translate the Gospel of John to two people groups in the country, the nation of Ivory Coast, who have never re- received the Gospel of John in their heart language. And can you imagine not having God's Word in your heart and not being able to sit down and like pick up the Bible and read it? Well, the two people groups, two of literally hundreds of people groups who, who don't have the privilege of having God's Word. When we as a congregation said, will you join us? Will you help us? We raised uh, $42,500 to fund the translation of the Gospel of John to the We Southern People Group and the Neo People Group. And I'm excited to say the translation for the We Southern People has been finished, moving to publication. The We Southern is almost complete, and then it'll be moving to publication. In a very short time, there's individuals who for the first time are going to hold a copy of God's Word in their original language as a result of your generosity. Is that not amazing? To think that we have the privilege of being a part of of something like that. The ministry of God's Word around the world. And then we also had this year the Love Our Neighbor campaign. It was about building out the care center, the neighborhood care center. And our East Lincoln worship facility. This is a picture of the neighborhood care center that's been... That's been completed, and we actually have uh, programs up and running. 
Right now, there's substance abuse programs, there's jobs for life, there's a tutoring program for children, there's a mentoring program for individuals who can earn a buy. Actually, two weeks ago, I was here, this young man and this young girl were the first two children in the community that earned their bike. They didn't receive a bike free. The concept is that they come and they learn how to use their hands. They learn responsibility. They learn about tools. They're mentored by the group of men in the back, are men from Grace Covenant. They're a part of the bike repair team, and they're mentoring these these. Uh, the children, and through that, they can earn a bicycle. So two Saturdays ago, first two individuals who earned a bike, not only did they get a bike, but we awarded them a Bible. We gave them a, um, a dinner certificate so their whole family could go out, share a meal together to celebrate with these two children and their accomplishment. If you're ever wondering, what does church look like? It's right here. This is church. And the men from Grace Covenant who are discipling and mentoring children who are man searching for answers in their lives this is what if you're wondering what does church look like see we think church looks like this i think sometimes we get a little confused for me this is what church looks like this is the body of christ in action to the Neighborhood Care Center is up and running. Our East Lincoln congregation, thank you for your partnership and helping us get the building. They've just experienced amazing growth. They've had like 40% growth since they opened the building. They've, they've grown from like 240 people to over 400 people. Uh, ever since. And we're already having to, and we're beginning the process now of looking for land. The building we built is already too small. How I many of you know that's a good problem to have? Uh, it's paid for. That's the good news. So um, we're now beginning that next phase. So the congregation, our, our Statesville congregation, this past year we moved into a facility there in downtown Statesville. They're getting traction. Growth is happening, impacting the Statesville community. Um, so ministry happening through our, our campus locations. So we, we have, again, not only Cornelius, but there's Grace Covenant Statesville, Grace Covenant East Lincoln. So dynamic things happening in and through the campus ministries. Another area that I would just want to quickly celebrate with you is our groups. You know, we have determined that groups is the way we do adult discipleship. So I would really encourage you to find a group, get connected to a group, uh, a study group, uh, a community group. You can go online, check out groups. You can stop out at the wall here on the Cornelius campus, pick up information about groups. This past year, we had about 25% growth in our groups. And again, dynamic ministry happening. Let me tell you one quick story. This comes out of one of our groups in Statesville. But there was in, in the Christmas season, there was a group who had a single grandmother who's raising her two grandchildren. Um, tough situation, tough story. Grandma stepping in, raising her grandchildren. And in this group, again, around the Christmas season, the leader set out a piggy bank. So think about a piggy bank. Set out a piggy bank. Didn't say who it was for, but just set out the piggy bank and said, hey, there's a family in need that we want to help in this Christmas season. Um, the single grandmother didn't know it was her. Uh, she was there. They didn't make that statement, but at the end of the night, $1,500 had been put into the piggy bank for this single grandmother to help her in this time of need. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that's happening in groups. So I would encourage you. I'm not saying that if you go to a group, they're going to set out a piggy bank and you're going to get $1,500. I didn't say that. But what I did say is great things happening in groups. 
I would encourage you to find that place of connection. Also, if, as you received your bulletin, there was an annual report on our campuses. If you would pull out the annual report. Some numbers, again, these are just statements of God's provision. But let me just quickly walk you through the numbers. In 2016, we celebrate um, that we had $5.4 million in change given in our tithe. We were a little under budget. Uh, but praise God for His faithfulness. You see our expenses for 2016, uh, $5.5 million in change, kind of the breakdown of the expenses. In 2017, this year, our budget is $5.5 million. If you look over to the right-hand side, I'm so excited about, again, God's faithfulness, your partnership. In 2011, which is just six years ago, 2011, our debt was at $3.2 million. That's money we owed on facilities. Today, and this is after building two buildings in 2016, today our debt is $489,000. So from $3.2 million to $489,000. How many of you know God is faithful? His faithful provision to our congregation. And then if you turn the annual report over, we celebrate this past year, 2016, 458 men, women, boys, and girls received Jesus Christ as their Savior. Um, we had 183 new partners, 83 water baptisms, 129 spirit baptisms, 15 healings that we were able to identify um, to capture global missions we had 60 participants 93,000 to global missions 94,000 to local outreach and our partnership with 51 different organizations and then the bottom right hand corner you see there the money that was given to love our neighbor campaign and the $769,000 we also had $128,000 worth of product so actually the total of the love our neighbor was right at $850,000 that was given above and beyond the tithe in this past year. So I submit this annual report to you with thanksgiving, just again saying, praise God for His faithfulness to our Grace Covenant family. And thank you again for your partnership. And we have much to celebrate, but how many of you know we can't camp out in the success of yesterday? Right? And we, well, we need to celebrate. Obviously we want to do that. We, we want to thank God for His goodness, but we need to... Well, we need to move forward. So I'm grateful for what God's done in the past, but I'm telling you, I'm really excited about the future. Because I live every day in expectation of God doing great things, and I would encourage you to do the same. Man, live in that expectation. Because while our God is a good God who wants to do good things in our lives and through our lives. So what are we doing? We're moving forward in expectation. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, I'm moving forward in expectation. Go ahead and tell them. On all campuses, I'm moving forward in expectation. You know, in Romans chapter 4, verse 20, looking there to your notes, speaking of Abraham, it says, Yet he, Abraham, did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. But he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being, get this, fully persuaded. Say that with me. Fully persuaded. How do we want to live our lives? Fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Abraham said, God, I know you're going to do it. I don't see the evidence of it yet. 
Sarah's womb, it's as good as dead. My body's as good as dead, but I'm fully persuaded. Somehow, some way, God, you're going to bring it about because you said you would do it. But he was fully persuaded. He was living in, in expectation. So as we look to 2017, we're planning for effectiveness because we believe God's going to do great things. We're planning for effectiveness as we're navigating a season of change. How many of you know our culture is rapidly changing? Would you agree with that? Man, our world is rapidly, rapidly changing. I mean, just think back 10 years ago. 10 years ago and then fast forward to the present. Think about what's happened 10 years in technology. Think about what's happened 10 years in the economy. 10 years in media. I mean, there's... We are moving and changing so fast. And one of the things that I've discovered is that if we're going to be effective, then we have to navigate change. So as we look to 2017, we're moving forward with expectancy, but we're also navigating a season of change. Now that's exciting, but it's challenging at the same time. Because one of the things I've come to discover is that the only individuals who like change are babies. (laughs) When they have the stinky diaper. Other than that, most of us don't like change because change requires us to adjust. Change brings pain. One of the things I've come to discover for your life personally, as well as for us as a congregation, without pain, there's not growth. Pain is part of the process bringing us to growth in our lives personally and for us corporately as a church family. So we're navigating a season of change as we're embracing the fullness of all that God has for us. Our mission here at Grace Covenant is this. Everything we do falls under this. We're helping people become more like Christ by loving God and serving others. What are we doing? We're helping people become like Jesus. We're loving God. We're serving others. And we're living that out around three statements. I'm going to quickly give you these three statements as to where we're going in this calendar year. The first is this. At Grace Covenant, we believe that transformed people share Jesus Christ with others. Transformed people, people like us, but we share Jesus Christ with others. Hear me, friends. The church is not a building, Right? The church is not, this, this building is not the church. This building is where the church meets. What? We are the church, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, you're the church. Go ahead and tell them. On our campuses, you're the church. Well, you're sitting next to the church. Not only are you sitting next to the church, but you are the church. So wherever you go, that's where the church is at, right? So we don't want to just be the church gathered. We want to be the church engaged and the church mobilized. Because we believe that transformed people, transformed people share Jesus with others. You know, in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said this, go into all the world, make disciples. He didn't say stay in the church, did he? He didn't say stay in the safety of the church, the security. No, he says, go, go into all the world. And then in Luke 19, 10, Jesus said these words. He says, the Son of Man has come to seek and save those who are lost. In other words, Jesus was saying this, I came on a rescue mission. And we, we are those who have been rescued. If you're here today and you know Christ is your Savior, then what are you? You are one that God has rescued. Right? You've been rescued, get this, to be a rescuer. You've been rescued to be a rescuer. So what we, we believe that 
man, transform people. They share Jesus with others. So, so how's that working out? In this coming year, our goal is to create worship experiences and environments that reach seekers. Where you can invite your unsaved neighbors, your unsaved co-workers, your unsaved friends, and they're going to be able to relate to who we are and what we're doing. So we're going to, again, we're navigating a season of change. And this is what I can tell you. So let me tell you before you send me any emails, and I'll save you the time. Some of the changes we're going to make, you may not like. And that's okay because we're not doing it for you. We're doing it because we have a mission that really matters. And it's about lost people in our community. It's about reaching those who need to be rescued. If it requires us to make a few changes in environment and how we present the gospel, then we're going to make those changes. Because again, listen, the master never changes, the message never changes, but the methods are always changing. Why? Because our culture's changing. Uh, we're also going to maximize groups for evangelism. We're working with every group. We want every group to be a place where they can invite their neighbors. Listen, it's really natural. What We're hanging out in the living room. We're having relational communities. It's really easy to re- invite the neighbor to say, hey, come hang out with us. Then we're going to have good food. You know, how many of you know good food always gets some there? We're going to have good food. Come hang out with us. And what your neighbors experience Jesus in a group. And so we're, we're, this year we're intentionally leveraging our groups to evangelism. We're mobilizing the church to Christ's mission. We're going to be on mission adventures this year to Belize and Nicaragua. We're going to be in New York City. We're going to be in Lineport, Kentucky, Atlanta. Again, what we're mobilizing the church. Why? Because we believe that transformed people share Jesus with others. And we also want to leverage outreach events like the Sportsman's Dinner coming up March 21, VBS, Easter, Christmas Joy. Listen, these are strategic events. Listen, we're not planning these events because we have nothing else to do. No, these are strategic events that makes it really easy for you to say, hey, why don't you come with me? I mean, to the men, you can tell your buddy, hey, we're going to eat some dead animals. <laughs> it works for men. I, you know, if you're going to say, hey, come, we're going to sing some songs, they're not interested. You say, hey, we're going to eat some elk and some rattlesnake and whatever. And they'll come. Why do we do that every year? 25 to 40 men accept Christ as their Savior. Strategic events. All a part of our strategy. Why? Because we believe that transformed people share Jesus Christ with others. And secondly, we believe... That saved people grow as Christ followers. Saved people grow as Christ followers. Just as a baby is born and progresses through stages of development, moving toward maturity, so we believe that followers of Jesus Christ should also be growing in spiritual maturity. Listen, if you saw a 16-year-old, think about this, a 16-year-old walking around the hallways of Grace Covenant with a diaper on and a bottle in his hand, you would say, something's not right about that. Like somebody needs to, somebody needs to step in here. Like that's not natural. Why? We expect children to move through a maturing process. Listen, it should be the same for us as Christ followers. You remaining in a place of spiritual infancy for years at a time is not normal, it's not natural, and it's not okay. 
So we want to help you. We want to help you in that growth process. And one of the things I've come to discover is that it takes no effort to grow older. Have you noticed that? Like I got older and I didn't even have to try to get older. It's like one day I woke up and I had gray hair right here. It's like, where did that come? I didn't have to work at getting older. But what I've come to discover is you're, if you're going to mature in your faith life, then you're going to have to work at it. It's going to require some intentionality. And we want to help you in that process. Listen, we want to help you so much that every once in a while we're willing to lovingly kick you in the tail to get you moving. Why? We are committed to helping you in your spiritual adventure of becoming more like Christ. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, Paul wrote these words, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted in Him, built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Then Hebrews 6.1 says this, Move on to, toward maturity. In other words, don't stay where you're at in a stagnant place, spiritually speaking, but move on. Move on toward maturity. With this coming up this year, as it relates to spiritual growth, we are launching the Grace Track. It's in development right now. It'll soon be available, but it's a four-week class that we're going to offer every month. And in this four-week class called the Grace Track, we'll be talking about who we are. We'll be talking about some theology. Some important doctrinal issues, some important doctrinal truths that you need to anchor yourself to. We'll be talking about who are you? How's God made you? What gifts has he placed in your life? Then we're going to be in this grace chart. We're going to be talking about, okay, how can you keep growing? What's what's the process of ongoing spiritual growth? So be watching for that. Also, we're really highlighting groups. Matter of fact, we've come to this place. Grace Covenant Church is not a church With groups, we're a church of groups. In other words, the the main focus of adult discipleship is through groups, through study groups and life groups. We want to help you find a group to connect to. Because, listen, in groups, there's great instruction. I mean, biblical truth, iron sharpening iron. In groups, there's great community. Listen, everyone needs to connect to community. The the value of relational community. In groups, there's great encouragement. Because this is what I know. I talked about it earlier, but sometimes life just gets tough. And when life gets tough, if you're connected to a group, guess what? You don't have to go through the tough alone. Well, you have a group. You have community. Groups, great places, service. But here at Grace Covenant, we believe that saved people should be growing. And so we want to help you. We have strategy to help you in that process in this coming year. And lastly, at Grace, we believe that Christ's followers extend the compassion of Christ. In other words, we don't want to just talk about the love of Jesus. We want to live the love of Jesus. Amen? We don't want to just talk about it. We don't want to be good talkers. We want to be those who are actually moving to action. So what does the love of Christ in action look like? It looks like compassion. Compassion lived, lived out. Matter of fact, listen to what Jesus said. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Jesus said, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must. So you must. So you must. Love one another. And he went on to say, by this, by how you love, all men will know that you're my disciples. 
In other words, he says, your life becomes contagious. Your life becomes a representation of me when you're living out compassion. She said, this is not an option. He says, you must love one another. Interesting if then you look on there in your sermon notes, James chapter 2, verse 14 through 17. James says, what good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? He says, what good is it if you claim to have faith but you're not living that faith out in love? He goes on to say in the last part of that passage of Scripture that faith without action is dead. Faith without compassion connected to it has no life in it. James would say, if you have faith and it's not being lived out, then you've got a disconnect in your life. And we want to be those who are what we're living out. We're living out the compassion of Jesus Christ. This year, one of our key ministry focuses is going to be our neighborhood care center. 2016 was about building a building. 2017 is about building people. The Neighborhood Care Center, I would encourage you to go online and check it out. We're going to have a, a lunch, um, a summer lunch program. 70% of the children at Cornelius Elementary School, this is amazing to me, right here in our community, 70% of the children at Cornelius Elementary School are on the lunch program. So when school's not in, here's a good question for you, where are they going to eat? So during the summer, we're going to have a, a lunch program for the kids. You saw the bike repair happening, children being mentored by men of Grace Covenant as bikes are being repaired, substance abuse program, jobs for life program, different ways that we're resourcing our neighbors. What are we doing? We're simply living out the compassion of Christ in a real, tangible way. Neighborhood Care Center. We're going to be living out the compassion of Christ. We're also going to mobilize groups to strategic serve opportunities. This year, we, we want our groups not just coming together for worship and teaching, but we're actually going to have our groups serving together. Because one of the things I've discovered is that we grow most when we serve. Isn't it interesting? I grow as I'm giving myself away in service to others. So for every one of our groups, we're building into a serve, a serve component into our group. So our groups are impacting our community through their service. We're going to continue our community partnerships. You know, one of the things we've discovered is we don't have to do everything as a congregation. We can be more effective if we're partnering with others who are doing ministry well. So we have... 50-plus ministry partners. I mean, wonderful folks like Habitat for Humanity, Crisis Pregnancy Center, Beds for Kids, um, Love Life Charlotte, just to mention a few. We, we give dollars. We send volunteers. Why? We don't have to do everything. We're much more effective in the work of the kingdom when we partner with those who are doing it well. So why not link up? So we're going to be continuing to make those, those opportunities available in this year because we have great community partnerships. And then this year also, I mentioned earlier, but we're going to be sending teams to Belize, Nicaragua, Lineport, New York, to what? To live out the compassion of Christ. I would encourage you now, begin to pray about, God, would you have me go on a mission adventure? Would you have me take a week of my life and give a week of my life to live out the love of Christ to another group of people in another city or another nation? 
And if you go, this is what I can guarantee you today. If you go, not only are you going to be a blessing, but you'll be blessed. If you go, not only are you going to see lives change, but your life will change in the process. It happens every time we send teams out. So begin to pray about, God, would you have me go to Belize, to Nicaragua, to New York, New York City, to be a part of living out the compassion of Line Fort, Kentucky. All of those places are opportunities for us to put our faith to action. You can go to the missions board. You can go online for other campuses. All the information is available online. Check out what's happening with our mission teams. But this year, we, we simply want to do this. We want to live out what we believe. How many think that's a good idea? Let's live out what we believe. Let's put our faith to action. To say, this is what we believe, therefore, this is how we're going to live. We believe that transformed people share Jesus with others. We believe that saved people grow as Christ followers. We believe that Christ followers extend the compassion of Christ. So we're going to live in expectation. Matter of fact, as I wrap this up this morning, I would invite you on our campuses as well to repeat these words. I have two sentences I want us to say together. So I'm going to make a statement. You repeat it with me. In 2017, would you say that? I'm going to live my life in expectation. I'm fully persuaded that God will do great things in my life and through my life. Lord, I thank you that your promise is true. Lord, I thank you that when we stand up to say, God, here we are, use us. Here we are, do it through us. God, throughout history, and Lord, even in the history of Grace Covenant, every time that we've done that self, every time that we've humbled ourselves and said, God, here we are, use us, do it through us. God, you have blown us away with so much more than we could have ever imagined. And so, Lord, as we are in this year and as we're looking into 2017, we have, Lord, today we're just making this declaration. We're going to live our lives fully persuaded. We're going to live our lives in full expectation of your greatness in our lives, in our families, and in our church family, impacting our community and our world. And we're excited about the year that's before us. And we thank you in advance. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Because God, this time next year, as I'm standing here on this platform, I believe I'm going to have even greater stories to tell because of your greater work through our lives and through our church family. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.